brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. A new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Welcome to the show. My name is Karen Holton. I am an ET experiencer and ambassador, an ascension coach, a direct channel, a shamanic guide, and I'm the host of Aliens and Astrology. Be sure to check out more of my unique content on my website, www.karenholtonhealthcoach.com and my YouTube, Odyssey, and Telegram channels, Karen Holton TV. I can also be found on the Forbidden Knowledge News Network, www.forbiddenknowledge.news. My paranormal experiences have taught me to replace my beliefs with working theories, which evolve over time. My co-host is Dave Petrella, and although we hold two different viewpoints, we both see things from the same broad perspective, and we are both passionate about the ascension process. Hi, I'm Dave Petrella. I'm an astrologer, biologist, spiritual guide, and Oak Island theorist. You can find me on Facebook and YouTube at Dave Petrella, and on Instagram at Dave Petrella 12. Please feel free to send me an email through my YouTube page. I'm happy to join Karen in our search for truth. We can find the answers we're looking for about health, science, extraterrestrial intelligence, and many other related topics. 
We're glad to have you join us today for the show. everybody. Dave and I are back with another exciting show on aliens and astrology. I'm so glad that you joined us today. And um, it's my turn to give a little presentation and I'm going to do it on the nubby ball, which is a conceptual tool to show you. This is a little nubby ball. And I use this as a bit of a model for reality, both physical and non-physical. Uh, before we get into it, I'll just give you the basic concept. So we are brainwashed into thinking that things are all dual, up and down, north and south, backwards and forwards, male and female, and it goes on and on and on. And most people are functioning from a duality perspective. And um <clears throat> What I want to do is introduce you to the nubby ball. So this, I think, is a much closer model of reality. And if you imagine the very top point as being north and the very bottom point as being south, we can then orient any, um, any concern or anything we want to investigate beyond the, du the dual way of looking at things we can take a look at the equator, just like on our planet, or, you know, the tropics. And so um, the truth of the matter is, this is this ball, even though it doesn't look like it, it has infinite number of nubs. There's a nub for every perspective, every point of view. And then I believe truth is actually at the center. But anyway, so say we're looking at any... Um, any topic that's generally viewed through duality, you could even take, oh, well, I'm not going to touch gender at this point, but, um, you know, just take good and bad. For someone to be absolutely wicked at the North Pole, that is so small a probability, it's unlikely that anyone is completely wicked. The same as at the South Pole, you might call that good. It, very unlikely, in fact, probably impossible for humans to be 100% good. So where are the majority of people? They're between the tropics or the larger section around the center of a nubby ball. That's where more people would actually um, identify. And I'll get into it more uh, complexity during the lesson. I have it broken down so that it's not too much information. But keep in mind, um, and, and I even encourage you to go out from, you know, pet stores, dollar stores, kids stores, Walmart, you can get these nubby balls in various sizes, almost anywhere. And it really, really helps to flush out any issue, anything you want to talk about. And I'm going to show you how to use it today. So before we get, uh, I kick into the screen share, Dave, do you have anything that you want to add? Hey, Karen. Well, uh, I just want to say that when we first met, this was actually one of the first topics that you brought up to me. 
And what's amazing about it, I mean, there's a lot of things that are amazing about it, and it's actually a really wonderful tool. Um, but the thing is, is that when I talk about cosmology and when I teach cosmology, which is based on the flat earth model, it's essentially an identical model to what I teach. And that's the thing that actually kind of got us to work together, I think, in the beginning, was that we had so many things that actually were coming um, together and, and proving themselves to be essentially the same idea or the same concept that I mm -hmm. said, you know, and it's amazing because, you know, it's, I was thinking at the time, I'm like, I don't know how Karen did it, but it is actually correct. And it's actually just a different way of formulating the flat earth cosmology model. It's the same thing. I call it the uh, earth bubble model. And yes. uh, I have quite a few presentations that I've done about, I think uh, one or two with you too, Karen. So mm -hmm. I'm really excited to get into this again. Oh, thank you so much, Dave. Yes, um, it's a very interesting tool. And, you know, we need to free ourselves from the constraints that have been put on our thinking. And so um, this is being taken, I'll just go into the screen share. This is actually taken from a free online course that I offer. You can find it either uh, through a playlist on my YouTube channel, or you can find it um, on my website. And I'll just briefly run through the, the steps. Um, Dave and I have a little bit different understanding of the chakras, but that doesn't mean that either one of us is wrong. It's just more data to, you know, flush things out. So for me, there's nine chakras. There's the one below the feet, about a foot below the feet that I call black. And the rest, of course, are all color coordinated. And there's one about a foot above our head that I call white. And um, Dave actually has a much more, um, I would say, well, I guess complex isn't the right word, but definitely a more detailed understanding of how the chakras work. And you can go back and look at previous episodes of um, Aliens and Astrology or when I had Dave on as guest on Quantum Guide Show. But you can also go to Dave's website and see um, um, various videos that he's made with various people explaining a lot about cosmology. And uh, so, of course, as you all know, Dave, he brings in the um, astrology and the astrotheology component to reality. And I basically bring my downloads and what I've learned from unseen beings that I communicate with. And I'll just use that as a, <laughs> a description. It's It's simpler. Um, so anyway, starting at the very bottom, uh, which is step nine, and I know this sounds screwy, but in this particular program, you start at the bottom and you work your way up. So you actually start with step nine and work your way up to step one. And the first three um, lessons, step nine, eight, and seven, are to open up your mind and teach you ways of viewing yourself and the world that you perceive yourself to be in in a much greater and deeper way. So that frees us from a lot of programming. The middle three steps, six, five, and four are all about detoxification. Detoxifying from our environment, emotions, um, um, using food as medicine, and of course, understanding the power of heuristics and how to speak your truth. Because if you don't know your truth, how are you gonna speak it? But all of that is de uh, 
helps you to detoxify from the construct and everything in it. So once we detoxify, our bodies are revving at a higher frequency, and then we're ready to move into the last three lessons, which are three, two, and one, that will really, really get you going in life in a, in a positive direction, help you to find your path in life. It's a wonderful program. It's absolutely free. I can't take full credit for it because I did receive it in a download. And it took me about two years to actually um, take that information that I was given and turn it into a program. So this is part of the Quantum Health Transformation 2.0 series. I am presently working on the 3.0, but it's not ready yet. And this is step nine block introduction to the nubby ball tool and light shadow work. So besides uh, using it as a tool of analysis, it's also a fantastic tool for integrating our light and our shadow, which gives us a, a more full perspective. And um, as I mentioned, this program is actually meant to be taken in reverse order, starting at step nine, working your way to step one. There's two, three, sometimes four or five videos for each step. And so there's just oodles of information. And I also offer some primers um, that are in PDF form. But just so you know, the whole program's free, but the primers, I actually am charging $3.99 Canadian um, so that I can help, um, you know, um, pay for the different services and things that I need in order to produce this information. And like I said, I am not going to take credit for this information. So I just basically say that it all comes from the Living Library, which is also known as the Akashic Records. And you can use any part of this program uh, for yourself, or you can incorporate it in a program you might uh, personally be teaching or using. Um, I don't mind if you share it with other people. I don't mind at all because this information is meant to get out to the public. And um, But it would be great if you would at least give me credit for the material if you are going to use it. That's all I ask. And a brief disclaimer that you can go to the, uh, you know, to my website or to my um, YouTube playlist and you can read this, but basically it says this is for information only. It's not approved by any government agency and it's uh, not meant to be a cure because you're the cure. You will know what it is within yourself. Um, and I'm not trying to um, basically diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, because I really recommend you do your own research. So <clears throat> getting into all of this, where did it get started? Where it got started is I had a brain injury uh, through a, um, a botched surgery that happened because of a botched surgery. And it left me very, um, un, um, very, I found it very difficult to be able to um, navigate my way socially. I didn't really understand what people meant or, um, or um, you know, I just was not very good socially. So um, I was actually um, out walking 
And one day, and I saw a good friend of mine and I waved and this friend of mine just ignored me as though I was invisible and it hurt my feelings. So I was actually in discussion with my guides and I said, why don't I know what's going on? Why am I so, you know, awkward socially, et cetera, et cetera. And all of a sudden, um, they suggested that I imagine a sphere that's suspended in space. And then I was asked to imagine that I saw the other person's viewpoint from a specific social interaction. So in this case, you know, why hadn't my friend acknowledged me? And so I put my uh, position um, as plotted as a point on the nubby ball. And I took a look at where I thought that other person's position might be. And so by doing that, I realized that we may quite well be on two opposite sides of the nubby ball, which is, uh, you know, the um, tool that we're using for looking at the situation. I was aware that, um, wow, I, I there's no way that I could know what the other person was thinking. And so there's no need to take it personally. And as I focused on the sphere, it became a nubby ball with infinite points and nubs all over it. So I very quickly came to see that there was many positions or points of view for the given social situation as there were nubs, an infinite and indeterminate amount, really. And suddenly it was obvious to me that it was ludicrous to try to find out the whole truth from looking at only one nub or perspective, which means that when I look out with my perspective, I'm only seeing a tiny bit. I am not seeing all that is. It's kind of like everything's in the fog of war um, <clears throat> because that's not our vantage point. Only by considering the entirety of this issue was I approaching truth. And it always, um, it also became apparent that I could in no way determine the true complexity or the motives to the, of that of another person. Um, from a single vantage point. So truth, uh, by the way, is plural. It was never meant to be considered a single position. So when you have someone say, I have the truth, this is how it is. No, that's how it is from their perspective. That is not in any way representative of the whole. Because we have to look at all the nubs on a nubby ball and give them all credit before we can start to assimilate the data and come to the point where we think, yeah, this might be true. And even that might not be true. Dave and I, we talk about this stuff and we have working theories because our beliefs change every time we get new data. And so uh, why not just use a working theory so that we can process the data and um, you know, change our perspective, learn from it, hopefully expand that kind of thing. That's how good science is too, of course, Karen. You know, coming from a science perspective, you've really got to go in. You've got to go in with your best conclusion, you know, supported by your evidence. But guess what? If someone sends me a message or some information comes in that's maybe slightly different, as a, as a good scientist, I'm actually forced to look at that and, and integrate it. You know, and if that means I have to adjust my conclusion, that's how it has to be. Otherwise, it's not science, you know. Exactly. Yeah, it's not science. What they call science is actually engineering, where they're trying to put it together to produce something. That's engineering. That's not science. Science is driven by idle curiosity and lots of shifts and changes in perspective. I agree with you, Dave. 
So what I had been seeing was actually a projection of things as they made sense to me. But just because they make sense to me doesn't mean that's how it is for the other person or in reality at all. <clears throat> so first of all, there's no point of assigning intention to others because I don't really know uh, what their experience is in life or what their motives might be. I can guess but only by seeing each issue as one of infinite nubs on a sphere can I come close to understanding that their stuff is complex. And it's not for me to try to figure out. It is really none of my business. My perceptions are mine alone to care for and adjust as I see fit. So I may perceive that someone's hurting me or something. I have a choice. I may not want to be around it anymore. I may not care for it. I may not like their opinions and that's okay. We'll gravitate to what feels more comfortable for us. But we can't say this person had that intention. They had this negative emotion because what that does is it drives us into victim role playing and victim thinking. And that doesn't help anybody. Much simpler to just Use your feelings as a navigation tool and you gravitate to what you like, what makes you feel good, what makes you feel validated, and you gravitate away from people who are in some way, it being the way they are just is not comfortable for us. And that's our right as a human being. And that's also, um, you know, a way of staying mentally healthy. So only by considering an issue as infinite points or nubs on a ball could I glimpse the truer whole. And as I practiced with many issues and situations, I realized that I could use this tool to gain greater understanding of life and on many different levels. So that's how it started out. And then as I delved into it through meditation and research, I ended up developing the concept to be able to be used for other things. But I want to stress that only by crudely considering the entirety, because with human minds, it's pretty hard to really consider something in its entirety because we're so limited by our viewpoint. But when we consider as many points as we can as displayed by this tool, um, then we're approaching our own truth. And it is important to look at a more complex system before we decide on what our truth might be. So um, continued use of the nubby ball led me to understand that everything is fractal in nature. And this tool allows us to see our own fractal flow. We are, and everything we perceive is, divine, is divinity diversified. I didn't realize it at the time, but the nubby ball tool represents a tesseract. So a tesseract <clears throat> is infinity spiraled through finite time and space so that we as humans can experience life, living, all kinds of concepts in a way that's not stagnant or fixated on one point. It's fluid, it's moving all the time. And all levels of reality from the Planck, which is the smallest we have in quantum physics, they talk about the Planck level, um, and going larger to the universal expanse, it all follows the same dynamic flow. All beliefs, societies, and systems can be assessed with this model of analysis. As it is above, so it is below. As it is within, so it is without. And so um, 
you know, if you find this information a bit overwhelming, don't worry about it. Just, um, you know, proceed with the lesson because um, it's, uh, you know, a bit to get our minds wrapped around infinity. And then to think of that as being cycling eternity and infinity so that we can experience it as human beings. Um, so good, bad, light, dark, gender, any binary concept considers only two points among infinite positions within the realm of possibility. And I believe truth and balance are at the center. If you took a string from each point that led to the center, each of those um, <clears throat> viewpoints have merit and add a component to the whole, not it itself being the whole. So there are elements, and we see that, like, for instance, in religion, you know, we see the basic concept is harm none, treat other people the way you want to be treated, um, that kind of thing is a prime example. So we can pick out the truths that we find in many different religious or spiritual um, um, ways of, of thinking and being, and we can grab those strings and where they all kind of intersect with the same information, then we can pretty much bet that that might be truth. So the best that we can do being imperfect beings is to plot the opposites of an issue or situation at the poles, like I showed you at the beginning of this presentation, and then consider as many additional points as we can on our nubby ball. And <clears throat> this kind of uh, thinking actually helps to move us into fourth and fifth dimensional thinking. Now, this is not, uh, this is, um, this is where the nubby ball is also the flower of life. So the dot represents a point of awareness or being and it's zero dimension. Two dots that can interact back and forth represents movement between two points, which is one dimension length. And when we have a square, this represents the movement between four points, which is two dimensions, which is height and width. And the cube represents movement between eight points, which gives us the three dimensions of height, width, and depth. But then the nubby ball or the flower of life. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch -ch -ch -chumba. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Is made up of an infinite number of three dimensional shapes, creating fourth and fifth dimensions and beyond. And for more information about that, you can check out um, sacred geometry. So if we want to go in reverse, we look at ourselves as being three-dimensional, <clears throat> we're actually emergent from the flower of life or the infinity nubby ball. 
And, um, but within this construct, we're kind of limited in our thinking and in our way of being, but we are emergent, just like the two-dimensional reality, like for instance, your shadow, your shadow is emergent from your three-dimensional self and on and on it goes. So we are emerging <clears throat> from um, the flower of life, basically, or a nubby ball. And um, that's just a little bit about how sacred geometry actually um, supports the whole concept of the nubby ball. And the other thing too is here's a, an image of a tesseract and to the right, you can see, and this is where it ties in very well with what Dave teaches, because you have your cycles of time, you have your cycles of life, you have your cycles of seasons, you have your cycles within a 24 hour day. And all those tiny little cycles add to the larger cycle. And then the image below that at the bottom <clears throat> shows even more a realistic representation. And then you've got the huge, like the Kali Yuga and all the huge big cycles that um, we experience um, by coming to earth. And somehow beings or people from the past were able to keep track of those time sections, like what we see in here and what we see below. And it becomes a fluid frequency um, state of eternity and infinity, but it has to slow down and funnel through our reality so that we can understand it and make sense of it. Dave, do you have anything you want to add to that? <clears throat> yeah, this is great, Karen. Uh, just a, it's a really good way to see kind of the uh, structure, I guess, of the, one of the ways that I would describe is the structure of the etheric world, um, you know, coming out of uh, the dark, the darkness, or you call it dark matter or black matter, which is the possibility of everything that could exist, basically, and then it comes into a physical form, and then it distributes itself on each different quantum level down to the smallest particle. It's exactly I mean, that's in, in, in keeping with quantum physics. It's in keeping with what I teach in terms of cosmology. Uh, and I wanted to comment too on the um, kind of the sacred geometry component because when I was in high school, um, actually in my geometry class, we read a book called Flatland. And it's a perfect exposition on the uh, single point, which is, you know, zero dimensions through the line and into the three-dimensional figure then into the you know four-dimensional and so on um, and it shows basically that uh, we're limited by our perspective depending on you know for me I would I would actually I would call these dimensions as well and, and when I teach the cosmic axis model of cosmology it's the same exact thing it's that you know there's and when you're talking about dimensions in quantum physics the idea generally is that they're stacked uh, inside of each other that's how I explain it inside mm -hmm. or on and or on top of each other meaning that in any given space you have many different gradients of energy so if you're living in the you know that line dimension there like they do in flatland then if you have um, like a, a two-dimensional shape that comes in uh, like a square like you have illustrated here then the only thing they're going to see in flatland is a line because they're limited to that. So the line, what would happen is the line would grow 
um, depending on how much of the two-dimensional object was actually inside of the line dimension. It's really, really helpful for actually dimensions. And I had no idea, you know, here I am like, uh, what is it about over 15 years later, about 17 years later, actually probably 18 years later. And that actually was one of the foundations for what I uh, needed in terms of how I talk about quantum physics. So it was really helpful. And then the other thing I wanted to say, Karen, is a slide before this one, I think, uh, where you had the hourglass shape is actually, um, that's the shape of the cosmological earth system. And yep. um, what that, what I, what I mean by that is that, and actually uh, I give uh, Santos Bonacci a shout out again here too. Um, and he's of course the, uh, the great flat earth uh, person and he's a wonderful astrologer and talks about sovereign rights and all these wonderful topics. Go check out his channel too, guys, Mr. Astro Theology on YouTube. Um, the way he explains this is that basically it's a toroidal field, which I 100% yes. agree with. So yes. you, and you, you agree too, Karen. And so what you have is you have the, the energy emanation at the center and every, you know, every ancient teaching is it's all about the center, the center. And then when it's the body, it's the heart, which is at the center. Yes. And yes. amazingly, the word heart and the word earth are the same exact letters. So it's telling you in terms of the etymology is telling you, I know Karen's big on etymology too. We both love it. Um, that the earth is at the center of the system. That's what it's telling you because it's the same exact letters. And then what happens is you have the positive output that goes out of it. It goes up. And then when it hits the top of, of the field, it actually bends back and it, it, make, it forms this globe actually around it. It's an energy field in this instance. Well, it's actually in every instance, it's an energy field. It just depends what system you're talking about. And then it comes around and forms the, um, the sphere. And then it comes when it hits the bottom uh, portion, which is equivalent to the top portion, except flipped then it actually comes up and it enters the field again into the center. And it's a, uh, it's an infinite loop that it makes like that. And even yep. the yin yang, the yin yang symbol, it's the same idea. You know, it's just, I think um, when you're looking at the hourglass, it's very easy to see that. So the, the reason we have the cosmology we do is because of the toroidal field. You know, the toroidal yes. field is it's how energy moves. Yes, absolutely, Dave. Thank you for explaining that. So the other thing is at the center of the nubby ball, I believe, is the source of all concepts, ideas, situations, etc. And the source is truth and balance, a unified whole. But it's more complex than that because I'm a nubby ball. I have an energetic torus field, but I'm only a nub on a nubby ball, which is a larger energetic torus field like the Earth. The Earth has its own toroidal field. So all of us are part of the infinite nubs of the earth, but we're also a toroidal field of our own as well. And every nub is a nubby ball, yet all nubs connect to each other, forming ever more nubs on nubby balls. An example of that would be consciousness. So we have our own private personal consciousness, but we also have the con uh, our contribution to the greater consciousness of humankind. And so we're affecting reality on so many levels. So I'm affecting reality in my own Taurus field. I'm affecting reality as part of the Earth's Taurus field. And the Earth and myself are all part of consciousness because I believe the planet truly is conscious as well. And the energetic 
<clears throat> the entire energetic phenomenon is conscious as it is above, so it is below. A nubby ball is also the flower of life. It is dynamic, ever-changing, and evolving under influence. So none of these things are static. They all represent um, kinetic energy, movement, change, shifting. And that's where what we see when we watch a fractal pattern. So you can see fractals, oh, they're really popular on YouTube, and they're set to nice, relaxing music and stuff. And they just keep changing and changing. Now, there's still the same thing. But at each tip or each point, it then starts to go out and become something different. And eventually it becomes the same again. And then that all ties in with the images that I showed you uh, before now of the um, toroidal field and the sort of double cone that uh, Dave was talking about. So I know this is a lot. So don't worry if you don't get it all. But don't worry about it because I'm going to teach you how to use it and it'll work even if you don't understand it, even if you don't believe in it. Yeah, Dave, before I, yeah, before I go on to the uses, uh, do you have anything you want to add, Dave? Well, I just <laughs> want to add to what you're saying about the fractals because that's, um, you know, the fractal is the essential component of, of quantum theory for me meaning mm -hmm. that you have patterns inside of patterns and then inside of that there's other patterns and they're all in, in some cases i guess a lot of cases they're they're kind of the same pattern it's just expressed at a different gradient if you will or a different level or different energy system um but you know the way that uh here's a great example so when you look at the model of the solar system you know you've got um the different planetary bodies and different orbits around each other and everything and then when you go into your uh, body, well, first of all, the body is a solar system. That's how I teach it even in astrology is that, and when I pull up a chart for someone, I, it says that these are the planets of this person, meaning that it's actually your planetary system inside of your body. And each of the chakras is equivalent to one of the planets. Um, then you have the 12 signs of Zodiac also in your body. So then the next level would be the uh, atomic structure. If you look at an atom, it's another solar system. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. You have the valence yeah. shells and everything and the electrons and come on. I mean, it's the same exact model. So once we understand one of them, we actually can understand all of them. And the ancient, yes. uh, in, the ancient people from India actually knew that very well. And then when quantum physicists in the modern days said, oh yeah, this is how quantum physics work. The uh, ancient Indians said, yeah, we've known that for thousands of years, guys. You think you're all smart and flashy with your pronouncements. <laughs> yeah. you know, we, we knew that. And then how many people are actually giving them credit for? Not that many. Yeah. Yeah. Well said, Dave. Well said. So, um, you know, we all have busy lives. Why would we want to sit around and play with a nubby ball? Well, I'm going to tell you why you want to play with a nubby ball uh, by starting with some of the uses of using it as a practical tool. So it allows us to see more of an issue, situation or way of being with a more balanced sense of the whole. Nubby Ball plumps out the 3D revealing the dynamic interconnected nature of all things. And use of the Nubby Ball assists us with overcoming our binary programming and our black, white, positive, negative, up, down, good, evil worldview so we can see things as truly complex and dynamic. 
The nubby ball tool helps us to weed out the bullshit and allows for a greater degree of self-analysis and character. So instead of thinking that me on my little nub on a nubby ball is all that, and I know everything, and I'm, I should be the center of attention, that I'm really important. No, not really. We're a nub on, an, on a nubby ball of infinite nubs. And if you want to take the population of Earth, I don't know what it really is, but the media tells us it's like around seven um, trillion, no, billion, is it billion? Yeah, seven trillion Seven, sorry, billion, I, sound, I, sound, I sound like Sleepy Joe. Um, <clears throat> I think the population of Earth, we're told, is about 7 billion. Is that right, Dave? I think it's actually 8 and a little bit more now. But yeah, it's in okay. that ballpark. But it's in that ballpark. So that's how many nubs are on this nubby ball. And I'm only one of them. And we all matter and we're all part of a whole. So it really helps you to shift, shift your perspective. And so it also, um, <clears throat> yeah, so it gives us an opportunity to do more self-analysis and character building. It's very good to use when we're going through the dark night of the soul or the hero's journey. And this tool assists us to understand and upload complex data into our thinking schema. So, um, you know, we, it's no longer appropriate, really, to think of things as this or that, up or down. It's very complex. And when we understand how it works, we're able to understand more complex data because it fits perfectly in with the whole nubby ball concept. It also helps us to understand social issues, which might have caused discomfort or awkwardness in the past. A good example is someone who's a racist, and they think that this skin tone of people is best and all the other skin tones are wrong. Well, the nubby ball quickly points out that all the skin tones have a place in society and on our planet. So it's kind of a humbling experience to use the nubby ball as well. I'm just using skin tone as an example. It could be anything. A lot of people are all freaked out about transgender. Well, look at a nubby ball and then look at the way you are. And, um, you know, basically it shuts us up so that we don't want to be pointing fingers or uh, stigmatizing people. I'll get more into that later. It also assists yeah, us to reconcile cognitive dissonance. Sorry, Dave, what did you want to say? Well, I just wanted to add to that because I think it's an important point. Uh, and I know, it's, you know, it's not the, the show for gender, but I do want to say something. And I try to remind people this all the time, is that the universe is infinite. You know, so basically any combination you can possibly think of, whether you like it or not, is admissible, you know, if, if for lack of a better word, is that it's it's there. It's not a mistake or anything. It's it's part of the pattern. And, and however, a lot of it has to do with the spirit too, how you want to incarnate. Oh, so yeah. If you if you decide, hey, I want to mix it up a little bit or I want, I want to mix and match or I want to do something different than than the traditional traditional um, uh, align, you know, it's called an alignment, but the traditional um, system, I suppose, as it comes into, and that's when I say system, I'm talking about the earth system, is that yeah. it can be, it can be uh, black, white, and then anything in between that. Yeah, all absolutely. They're all and, points. And all, the shape, and all the color spectrum as well. Like, it's <laughs> amazing. That's right. Sorry. That's right. And, you can, and you can, and you can, um, you know, 
stand firm in what you believe, you know, as long as, in my opinion, as long as you're not harming people, especially without a cause, um, you know, you're, you're okay to say, Hey, I don't have a preference for this, but yeah. you also don't have to be like, you know, mean or dismissive to people. No, because that's everybody has their your place. Yeah. That's your perspective. Exactly. Exactly. And, and everyone has their place, whether we like it or not. Exactly. Dave. And the other thing I like about this tool is it helps to reconcile cognitive dissonance. So when we're taught, oh, that something is this way, and then we find or we see evidence that maybe something's quite different, we can't quite reconcile. How come this is supposed to be a fact and this is supposed to be a fact, but they don't reconcile? Well, that's easy. Just take out your nubby ball and go, okay, this issue is over here and this issue is over here. How much energy do I want to put into taking the opposite perspective or how much energy do I want to put into changing other people? Well, it doesn't work, but we can go, okay, everything has a place. So yeah, maybe that person we think is wrong from our perspective, but they might think we're wrong from their perspective. So it really um, helps to just let everything have its place and don't worry about right or wrong or up or down or this politic or that politic, because that's the stuff that's sucking all the energy out of us so that we're not enjoying our lives the way we have the right to enjoy. It's, it's taking away from us. So the nubby ball also allows us to more fully integrate that which we choose to believe. So you might say, okay, I believe this over here. Someone else believes that over there, but the two are sort of related and it helps you just to start more fully integrating reality into your brain and the way of thinking. And the nubby ball tool offers us a way to look at issues more analytically and less emotionally. So as I just described, you know, you don't have to worry that this person over here is voting for a different political party. That's none of our flipping business. We just got to be over on our own nub, being the best nub that we can be and know that we're contributing to the whole. So when we move towards being <clears throat> more honest, better people, kinder, all of that, we're affecting the whole thing. So uh, it's very interesting how it works on an energetic level. Yeah, the other thing too, Karen, that's important important to me as well, is that as a society, we're moving towards a moral system. You know, yeah. it, it should always be getting towards a moral system. So you can have your own preference, but if you're doing things that are like, you know, it's you shouldn't be doing things to hurt. Why are you doing that? You know, most of the time people do that's because they're hurt themselves. You know, it's this yes. endless cycle that happens. So yes. um I, I say I love to see all the different colors of everything and the different, uh, you know, fabrics and different ways of being. But I also for me specifically, I, I want to see a moral bent to what we're doing so that yes. when, you, when we're making decisions and when you're making decisions in government, well, you know, if we even have to have politics, which I don't think we do, um, just make the right decision. You know, look in your heart and be accommodating to people and realize you can stand with your preferences and then also allow everyone else to have their preferences as long as you have a moral um beam you know you, you're you're going down the moral path then we all can have our preferences yes and and that's the whole point is we can have our preferences but i would question the wisdom of trying to force <clears throat> those preferences onto other people because that oh, yeah. to me is interfering with free will 
and everyone has a right to free will into their journey here on earth you know but then i don't think they should hurt anybody else but they're here for a reason and they're still part of the whole even if they are warmongers you know i'm not saying i appreciate them i don't but um you know, right now, I think there's a whole a shifting and the, the nubby ball really helps you to make sense of it. So what it actually does, why you want to play around with this tool is because it expands your awareness and your knowledge and knowledge is power and self-knowledge is true personal power. So when we know exactly who we are, where we stand, what our issue is, regardless of what everybody else is doing, it really makes us more powerful uh, human beings. And I believe that's also a step towards health. And the Nubby Ball tool strongly illustrates why the standardizing bureaucracy of the economic, political, you could add all kinds of things to this, construct is so limiting because they're telling you there's only this way or that way. Now, I don't want to get too much into the recent thing that happened over the last couple of years that affected all of our lives so much, but they were telling us this was absolute truth. Well, I've been calling bullshit on it from the beginning, and now all the evidence is coming out, and I didn't have to worry about changing that system. I just had to make my stand on where I am. So the nubby tool, uh, sorry, the nubby ball tool also dissolves conflict. So when you got a nubby ball and there seems to be conflict, it just there's no need for conflict because you know that person's on one side of the ball and you're on another. It's really that simple. Let them be and just focus on what makes you happy, productive, adds to the peace and harmony and love of this planet. Just keep doing those things if that's what makes you happy and don't worry about the rest. Because in my humble opinion, I don't think any of the political leaders are going to actually care about us and make the world a better place. I think that they wouldn't be in their positions of power if they were not deceptive people. And I know I'm painting it all with a really broad stroke here, but I'm just saying I'm going to stay on my end of the nubby ball, that's for sure. And using an Abbey Bowl also helps you to sharpen your critical thinking skills. And like I said earlier, you don't have to believe in it. You don't have to understand how it works. You don't have to understand, you know, the universe. We just put some of that in here so that if you are interested, you can get some background on it. But just use it. Try it. And, and, and the more you practice, the easier it gets. And like for me, it's an automatic system of learning because now I've been using it for a while. So before I get into how to use it, Dave, did you want to add anything? Yeah, I mean, I agree. And I just, uh, I always bring up that moral component too. You know, some yeah. people say, some people say, oh yeah, do what you want, leave everyone else alone. Well, if you allow that in society, then you're going to have a lot of evil coming in. I guarantee yeah. that. And there, yeah. are, by the way, I'm not going to mention groups. People can figure it out if you want to, or if you want to do research, but there are groups that say basically do what you will. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And, um, oh, yeah, that's great if you're a moral person. But if you're not, it's, yeah. a, really sneaky, it's a really sneaky way of saying, Oh, I'm just going to do things, you know, that are, that are evil and everyone's going to be okay with it. Cause it'll be behind the curtains, you know? So yeah. it's, it's important how we frame it too, you know? And, and I want to see, I want to see everyone as happy as possible within a moral structure, you know, and, and some people Agreed. are going to say, some people are going to argue with me about what moral means to me. It's very cut and dry. And actually, if you go over to the East, I'll just say this really quickly, Karen. There's basically three, there's three options for me when I look at an issue um, is that some things are always correct. Some things are always incorrect. And then of course there's the middle, which is the gray area, which is very similar to to the nubby ball. Even it's the same idea. And a lot of the Eastern philosophies actually say that it is based on your circumstance for some of the things. So is that if your condition is this, 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 and this, then in that case, this is the correct action. But if you take one of those variables out, it might be the other one, you know, depending exactly. on it's all this ratio balance and stuff. You got just work, work in your heart. You know, that's the best place. Work in your heart, work in, in light and love, and you're going to come up with your right decision. Yeah. Thanks, Dave. You know that while you were talking, that's very much like the image on the left hand side where it has north and it has south. You know, if uh, the north was, you know, completely wicked or bad and the south was completely good most of us in fact i believe all of us we're going to be somewhere else on that on that nubby ball but this includes all the different options and choices that we have so um <clears throat> so first of all uh, how to use the ball basically suspend your opinions just for 5 minutes pretend that it works even you know as i've described even if you don't fully understand it And then promise yourself that you'll return to your skepticism after you've tried using it for just five minutes. That's not too scary. You could do that. So next you visualize a nubby ball clearly in your mind, or you can draw a sphere on paper, or like I said, pick up one of these from the dollar store, the pet store. And then take a social uh, issue, any one that resonates with you and divide it into two extremes of polar opposite viewpoints. This is what the world is telling you you have to work with, but we're putting it on a ball so that we can see that we have a lot more options than what we thought. And then plot those two uh, positions at the poles of your nubby ball. So whatever your issue is, you're going to do whatever the duality is, you're going to split it into north and south poles before you move on to the next step. So now plot where your honest position might be and then plot the opposite of your position on the corresponding opposite side of the sphere. Once you can see these four points plotted clearly, throw in another random position and plot it and its op- sorry, its opposite point. And by this time you've plumped out the issue and you can make guesses as to what the whole of the issue might look like. So you basically, you know, it can be politics, it could be anything, you're going to plot, you know, uh, where what your take is, 
and where you think the opposite take is. And then you're going to take another position that you think someone else you know might have and plot it and the opposite. And then just take a random whatever, plot it, and then the opposite. And pretty soon you get an idea of how all of these different perspectives are uh, working their way out. And in, and in number seven here, it says, congratulations, you now have the quantum view of the bigger picture as suggested by the original issue. And once we do that, we might actually even want to change our position because we've taken in other positions to consider that maybe we didn't see before we did this exercise. Don't skip over this brief commercial break. Dave and I have some important information for you. You may have noticed that participation in our community does not depend on memberships or donations, and we do not hide our episodes behind a paywall. We want everyone to have the opportunity to learn and share our important content with others. Dave and I both offer services, which may make your journey more fulfilling, and I offer some products as well. Our sales and services are what provide us with the means to continue our work as there are many expenses associated with our mission. Check out our offerings to find that which resonates with you to help create a win-win situation. What I mean by that is financial support to help cover our expenses but also some great products and services to give you that edge that you've been looking for. Check out my online shop, www.karenholtonhealthcoach.com to find Zendome's Orgone Generators, Comfort Crystals, and an array of vital services, all designed to help you to become the change that you wish to see in the world. Now, more than ever, people are awakening to a world we never imagined possible. In response, Dave and I are offering tools, methods, and podcast content to assist you with your awakening process. You are not alone, and there is still much we can do to support our health, emotions, and our spirituality. We both combine ancient wisdoms with cutting-edge technology to help bring comfort to your body, happiness to your mind, and joy to your spirit. To assist you with your life journey, check out my website and find many valuable resources. There's the nine steps to quantum health transformation. This is a free, comprehensive online course. Learn about detoxification and nutrition, grounding and spiritual practices, and an advanced version of the Law of Attraction, giving you more of what you really want out of life. I also have my Zendome's Organite, which is my unique brand of organ generators. They're ethically sourced and handmade by a friend of mine, and they're double-charged for maximum effect. I also carry Comfort Crystals, which is a limited collection of energetically infused semi-precious stones. I have an array of vital services, so you can get the one-on-one support that you've been looking for. Also, coaching, 
guidance, and I do assessments and also workshops. And then again, there are the many free resources available on my website. Wisdom to assist with energetic ascension into physical, mental, and spiritual paradise. Also, check out Dave's services. Dave can teach you about astrology and spiritual concepts, principles of Eastern medicine, birth charts, relationship matching, spiritual guidance, fasting, and his unique approach to health. You can find Dave's services on his Facebook page, Instagram at DavePetrella12, and his YouTube channel. The links can be found in the description box below. Let us share our quantum work with you. It's your turn to heal, evolve, and thrive. Believe in your ability to succeed. Now, let's get back to the show. That deserves a congratulations too, by the way, Karen, because that's <laughs> a much higher level thinking for a human. You know, most people are probably not doing that. But if you can actually fairly integrate topics, you know, and look yep. at both sides, that's called a mature human being, you know, in my eyes. Yep, I would agree. I would agree with you. And it takes a little bit of effort to get used to it. But once you start doing it, it's really quite a lot of fun. And it's so worth it. It's just so worth it. It reduces so much judgment and, you know, stigmatizing people and scapegoating and all a lot of negative things that are really harmful to community. They just dissolve because you go, that's ridiculous. Why would I say that when I'm aware of the bigger picture? That's also why I have a lot of friends too, Karen, you know, and I'll just speak for myself because I mean, first of all, what I teach is going to be a very, very, very few amount of people who want to do it fully going into the arenas that I do. So, you know what? Yeah. And I've under, I understood a long time ago, but what I do is I look at the um, positive things that everyone can offer and I value what they're bringing to the table, you know, and it's actually amazing because my group of people that I can send a message to and say, hey, how's it going is really big because I'm, I allow people to be who they are. You know, I'm not yes. saying, oh, you can't be that if I don't agree. No, I mean, you're going to fail every time if you go in with that. Yep. And people do, and they don't know why, you know, and they get depression and anxiety and social anxiety, and they go into the doctor and they're getting pills, but none of those things are going to fix something that is, needs to be fixed within our conceptual arena. And right, the, um, the fix is within you, you know. Yeah, it's within. Right. Absolutely. So um, if you've done everything we've described so far, you're now in a position to make some educated guesses and draw some holistic conclusions. And you can understand matters more fully and better execute your strategic planning. And I do recommend people do strategic planning in their own life. If, you, if I don't like my life, then I got to change it. How am I going to go about that? What am I going to make different? Well, when I've got all this extra information that I can go by, I'm less likely to make fatal errors. It doesn't mean I don't, but I'm less likely. So when you practice the length and the time that you spend considering concepts, people places and things this way, you can draw quantum conclusions almost instantly, and soon it becomes an automatic system of analysis. And I believe that we're already doing this subconsciously, which gives us our intuition and our hunches. Because 
I think that our higher self, our subconscious is aware of way more than what we're holding in our vision and in our conscious mind at any one time. I think it's already doing that. I think that's why, um, you know, using our intuition is so incredibly valuable. So now you've learned what a nubby ball is, what it represents and how to use it. But this is just the beginning because now you're ready to integrate your light body with your shadow body. Now don't run away, stay here and watch the video. It actually is very helpful. So the nubby ball is also a tool for analysis and light shadow self-integration. If you shine a light on one side of a nubby ball, you find a light side and a shadow side. Likewise, no matter how much we deny this duality in ourselves and attempt to walk in the light, our shadow side remains. We share a collective consciousness of light and shadow, as well as a personal dichotomy. Now, this is as a direct result of our programming. But, um, you know, everybody wants to be all walking in the light and love all the time. But we have a shitty side. We all do. And it needs examining and it needs putting it like a puzzle uh, together with the light body to give us more of 100% information. Because even though our shadow body, we may not like it, we may not want to admit to certain aspects of it, it's still there to give us information and data that we then kind of like um, having both light and shadow proceed kind of like siblings. I don't know about, about you guys, but with me, siblings, yeah, there's a bit of conflict with the siblings and there's a bit of conflict with the light and shadow. But we need to see what that shadow is uh, before we can really um, make good use of it. And I've got two books here that I want to recommend. Um, I don't get paid for recommending them. They're just two books that I found helpful. And one is called um, The Denial of Death by Ernest Becker. He has passed away now, but he talks about how in society, basically our fear of death has spurred on a lot of the horrible things that happen in the world. People are trying to build their immortality projects because they can't face the fact that they'll be dead and gone and probably forgotten in a generation. But he's got a great book about the collective shadow. And then this other book is called Meeting the Shadow, The Hidden Power of the Dark Side of Human Nature. And for those of you who are not seeing the video of this, but are listening on audio, I'll just tell you, it's edited by Connie Zweig, S, sorry, Z-W-E-I-G, and Jeremiah Abrams. And it's published by Jeremy P. Tarcher, T-A-R-C-H-E-R. So you should be able to get them online or at the library. But um, this is a collection of uh, works by various psychologists, sociologists, and um, anthropologists on how people dealt with their personal shadow throughout time. So in the beginning, most of us shy away from this kind of knowledge, usually out of fear. But if we do not do this type of personal work, we can look forward to denial. The shadow remains and is actively, sorry, and is activated fairly regularly without our conscious knowledge or consent. And we don't get the results that we wish for in life. We also may be... Um, <clears throat> And without realizing it, we may be using a lot of projection. 
We blame others for their faults and our relationships fail to develop fully and remain superficial. We get caught up in victim role-playing and our relationships tend to fail. So denial is denying the shadow within the self, right? And we can suppress it, but it's going to pop up its ugly head out, usually um, through self-sabotage. Projection, where we're just blaming other people. Oh, it's all their fault. No, no, no. We didn't do anything wrong. And we don't learn from that. Plus, it's not nice to do that to other people, because as we saw before, there is no holy or I should say, not holy like holy in the Bible, but holy as in the whole. There is no holy evil person. There's no holy, (laughs) W-H-O-L-E-L-Y light person that walks in the light. So the other thing that happens if we don't do shadow work is failure to evolve. We do not get to know ourselves, which impedes self-reflection and personal growth. There's no way out but through it. However, if we boldly go where few have gone before and we choose to do an honest appraisal of our whole selves, we can look forward to less denial and less subconscious sabotage. Life becomes richer and more rewarding. And without the need for projection, we no longer bully, scapegoat, or stereotype others because we can accept folks as they really are. We will find little reason for dramatic entanglements, so relationships become deeper and more fulfilling. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but I hate being in the presence of people who are just constantly targeting and bullying and scapegoating. It's just nasty. It's nasty. But those people don't know themselves, and they're not in touch with their own shadow, so they've never done shadow work, and they've never integrated the light body with the shadow body and so really I just sort of feel sorry for them in the long run and finally when we do do we when we choose to do an honest appraisal of our whole selves we take responsibility for our actions and that's a huge part of being a sovereign human being being sovereign means we take responsibility for who we are what we do and it's so so important in the grand scheme of things So we are now able to engage in meaningful self-reflection and confidently make our own necessary adjustments for personal growth and evolution. So doing the dark night of the soul is great because it's up to us. It's nobody else's business. Plus, you know, it's probably not nice to spread all our crap all over socially because it doesn't make other people feel good. There's nothing they can do. But when we really get to get get our shit together and understand who we are, what our strengths are, what our weaknesses are, you know, we can grow and we can evolve and we can begin to thrive and find the happiness and the contentment that we deserve. Can you imagine how society would change if everybody did this kind of work? Before I get into final recommendations, Dave, do you have anything you want to add to what I've just said? Yeah, I was going to say that um, I think that's really important. Well, I mean, it, it's 100% the key to, I feel like, evolution, you know, personally and spiritually in all ways is that you have to take responsibility for what you do. You know, and the other way to say that is own it, you know. And the yeah. other thing is, I think one of the reasons this is so difficult for people, this is what I believe. Um, and it took me, you know, it took me 10 or 15 years to get there myself. It's not an easy thing to do because you, the human, you know, always naturally wants to be correct, you know. But, 
again, what is correct in some instances. But here's the thing about it is that um, I think a lot of people struggle with self-worth. And I think that's kind of the core behind this because they feel like if they admit, oh, I messed up or I did something incorrectly or I could have done better, like suddenly it looks uh, badly on them, you know, for some reason. But the thing is, is that the other way to look at it, this is how I do it, is that, you know, may, okay, either maybe I, I messed up and maybe I got it wrong. Maybe my information was slightly wrong. Well, first of all, there's an opportunity to learn and get better. And the second of all is try not to make that mistake again. And then your ratio is going to go up in favor of the positive things. And then also, I think the self-worth goes up with that as well. So if you're taking the moral action, you don't even really have to worry about it because you can always say also is that I did my best. I really tried and I'm yes. trying to do things that are good for me and other people. And then you can live, you know, fairly blamelessly as you move ahead with your actions. I think that's the key. If you're, if your actions are moral, then you're not going to have to look, be looking behind your back all the time to see, Oh, who's going to be after me if I'm incorrect or whatever, you know, just, you know, you know just, just it, smooth it over and aim yourself towards the correct actions and you're going to be fine. Yeah, I agree. And another thing that'll happen from this is you lose your fear of death. I used to be terribly afraid of dying. And then I, I looked at it analytically and I went, well, wait a minute. Am I doing my very best? Yes, I am. I'm really doing my best. And um, if I'm doing my best and there's a God who's going to send people to heaven or hell, which I actually don't believe in, but if that was true um, and I die, th that God is not going to hold it against me if I've done my best. I can, I can have confidence, you know, that I've done my best. And if God is so mean to go, you're going to hell, then fuck God, pardon my language, uh, because, you know, uh, you know, I just don't think it works that way. I hope I didn't offend anyone by saying fuck God. I meant in that context, okay? The other context was what if I die and there's nothing after I'm, uh, maybe my energy just goes back to the great energy reservoir in heaven or whatever, I don't know. Then I have nothing to worry about if I've done my best because I can have peace of mind that I did my best. I did my best for my offspring. I did my best for my family. I did my best for myself. I did my best for my community. I can't do any better than that. So that would give me a terrific peace of mind. And it does. If there's reincarnation and I have put a stop to intergenerational curses or um, dysfunction because of my efforts of being alive on earth at this time, then I've cleared some karma, not just my own, but intergenerational karma. So if there's reincarnation, I can look forward to something different and perhaps a little bit more um, better or more balanced or more loving in the next life. And so it doesn't matter how I looked at it. I realized a life well-examined, a life well-executed, and yet far from perfect. What does that word even mean? Again, it's going to depend on the person who's doing the judging and, um, you know, it really gave me a terrific peace of mind. Um, yeah. So now I want to make some recommendations for using your nubby ball uh, as um, a tool for your light and shadow integration. 
So number one is use the Nubby Ball tool to plot your positive attributes and consider the opposite attributes that you may be avoiding or hiding. So it's really, you know, we all like to think the best of ourselves. So maybe we could think, I don't know, one nub on one ball might be, oh, I'm really generous. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But then if I go to the opposite end, I can go, oh, yeah, there are times when I am not so generous. Doesn't matter, right or wrong, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter the context. It's just for getting in touch with who we are as whole people, right? So um, when we take time for meaningful self-reflection and become aware of all of our uncensored thoughts and feelings, um, things start, we start to see ourselves as a more balanced person. And once we see our shadow emerging, notice how it makes you feel. So for instance, I can go, oh, I am, I am so loving and so kind to people. And then on the other side of the nubby ball, I can go, oh yeah, well, there's times where I've had meltdowns and I've said terrible things and hurt people's feelings. And I don't like that about myself, but I do see it. And I do know that's a part of who I am. So once that shadow starts to emerge, then see how we feel. And the only in my opinion, the only place for shame and guilt is as a learning experience. And once we've learned, we can let go of the shame and the guilt. So that's another thing this process will do for you. But notice how you feel. So when I go, oh, my God, I had a meltdown and I was really rude to that person working behind the counter. And, you know, she's just trying to do a job. It probably ruined her day. Yeah, I feel terrible. I feel guilt. I feel remorse. I feel shame. But only by looking at it can I then own that experience or that feeling and do it different next time, right? So without judgment or condemnation, thank your shadow self for the information it gives you through thoughts and feelings, even if you don't like it. And look for the wisdom and the warnings within the nonsense. Like a lot of what happens when our shadow starts to emerge freaks us right out. Like we don't want to go there and we don't like it. But, you know, the more we're open to the messages from that part of us, the easier it gets. And we realize a lot of it's just nonsense, but it's nonsense that we need to take a look at because it's part of us. We don't have to like it. We just have to be aware of it. It's so many things in life, you know, as soon as we become aware, poof, like magic, all that power that it had over us is just gone. So with practice, these shadow messages become less disturbing. Remember that you're listening now. So what happens is when we're denying the shadow, it can 
ramp up wanting to be recognized with disturbing images and memories. But once we start to listen, um, it doesn't have to do that. And, and when I say it, I'm probably talking more about my subconscious and my suppressed conscious, okay? So it doesn't have to try so hard to give us the messages because we're listening now. So it ramps it way down in the disturbing area. And we learn to walk with and learn from our internal shadow partner, light and dark together like siblings. You hold both. I mean, there are times where my shadow self will put a thought in my mind and I'll go, oh, yuck. And I'll go, boy, I don't like you very much. I hear what you have to say, but just get out of my head. I want to focus on something else. But at least I've received the message. I think that's the important thing. So we can now learn from the important messages from both sides, which facilitates integration. And in truth, not one of us is good or evil. We are products of our spirit, our genetics, our environment, and our social upbringing. Light, dark integration more than doubles what we know. So I'll say it again. Personal awareness is personal power. And that's something nobody can take away from you. And again, this lesson is available uh, in both a primer and a, a live workshop on my website. And, um, and if you want this primer with, uh, with all the active links and everything, you can buy it for really very little, less than a cup of coffee. In Canada, $3.99 is like about $2.50, so American. So it's really quite affordable. So um, this concludes the step nine PDF primer and please feel free to contact me for more information and for assistance with your wellness program. And I wanna say that I'm grateful for all the forces and the beings that assist me with the production of this nine step online course. And the quantum health transformation course is free, but if you would like to support my work, please consider purchasing some of my beautiful Orgon generators, which are also available uh, from my website. And that's about it for the screen share. And uh, just wanted to get some thoughts from you, Dave. Yeah, that was excellent, Karen. I mean, I just, Thank every you. time I see that, I love it because it's such a good way. It's an easy way of uh, understanding everything, really. You know, quantum physics, energy, consciousness, um and the thing and how to improve yourself of course how to deal with the shadow part of you we all i agree we all have that and the thing um the thing i want to say too is that i think we'd be surprised how much of our actions are actually fairly conditional meaning that depending on your circumstances you're going to act this way or this way uh and the question that i think we should really be asking ourselves as well is that why do i have that condition right now because things, you know, there's always, there's a cause that comes before the effect. So why am I in this situation or why am I in this instance? And it really forces you to go back to kind of the beginning of creation to find out how you ended up where you were. And there's a mm -hmm. lot of people that can help with that. I mean, the, the entire um, psychic community and, and even uh, hypnosis and things like that can get you in touch with some of that meditation, prayer, you know, figure out who you are. That's why the, mm -hmm. the axiom know thyself is so relevant. Figure out who you are and you'll have an idea. I guarantee you, you're going to start to have an idea if you already don't of why you've been presented with your current life and current circumstances, because there always is a reason. 
and you might not like it. I mean, there's, there's things in my life that I don't like, but I say, you know, and this is again, a mature person. I see it. I see my circumstance and I actually say, yeah, it's actually, you know, in some instances, it's not, not amazing, but guess what? I'm actually where I'm supposed to be. I look at it and I say, no, that's actually appropriate for what I did or who I was or whatever. And it's getting outside of yourself and looking at a, you know, from a cosmic perspective to see that, no, there's actually a reason for this. And if you're being honest with yourself or if it was another person that you were looking at, you would generally would say, yeah, that's appropriate, you know, in terms of getting some karma to pay for what maybe some of the things you've previously done. And then the mm-hmm. other thing I want to, the other thing I want to add too, Karen, is I, I don't know if you still have the slide um, or if you can still pull it up. The one about the uh, you're looking at the globe model and you have the lines that you drew through it, you know, to be able to incorporate the opposite sides and everything. Yeah, I'll go back to it if you like, Dave. Yeah, sure. If you can pull it up, if it's easy. Um, the thing about now, that. Um, just sort of what was the image that was on it again? Uh, I'll tell you when you get to it. It's the one with the globe with the lines going through it. You'll see. Uh, yeah, I think so there's that this one. one. Yeah, that was the one, right? Okay. Now, the thing about this, when I first saw this, again, this is one of the reasons that me and Karen first started to work together because I'm seeing these things and she's explaining it from a different perspective, but it's identical to what I teach. And this is how astrology works as well. So that you have your perspective, your perspective is going to be called, it can be called actually several things, but I'm going to simplify it for right now. It's called your birthday. It's your sun sign. So your sun sign is your your specific perspective to yourself. And when you go to the opposite side of your sun sign, that's called the opposition. So every sign has an opposite sign. So in my case, I'm a Pisces. So my opposite is Virgo. So if I meet someone who's exactly 180 degrees, give or take a couple degrees from my birthday, then they're probably really going to irritate me. And if you don't know in the reason there's, there's in a, everything's dualistic in the astrology model. So uh, the thing is, is that it's either a superpower or a superhero team. That's your completion, the person who's opposite to you, or it's your arch nemesis. It can go either way. And it depends on how each of the people have balanced their energies about, you know, what you actually end up with. So mm-hmm. instead of saying, wow, this person really irritates me, you know, I'll pull up the birthday and I'll say, yeah, of course, because everything I do, they're trying to put out and everything they do, I'm trying to put out for them. And that's called an opposition. So when you look at the opposite perspective, like what Karen drew here on the, on through this uh, sphere here, this globe is that when you hit the two points that are opposite to each other on the ball, on the nubby ball, that's your opposition. And then when you're hitting the one that's actually at a right angle to where you are, so if, you know, if you're on the left and this one's at the top up here, I'm not sure if that's mirroring properly, but anyway, it's creating a right angle. That's called a square in astrology. It's a 90 degree angle. And a square is a really tumultuous aspect to have because it forces you, it's basically like you're getting hit in the side, like a direct hit into the side, or like a T-bone uh, car accident. It, you're, you're hitting it directly at a 90 degree angle. It's like maximum impact. Opposed, you know, the opposition is maximum impact, but the other maximum impact is when you hit it to the side like that. So that's, it, it gives you an opportunity to say, it's actually a learning opportunity. It's re- and it's really stimulating if you're in a square or you're a square with someone or even during the calendar year, you're at a square, gives you an opportunity to learn. It's going to be rocky. Yes, it's going to be rocky. It's going to really push your limits. You're going to feel probably some frustration. 
um, and it's an opportunity to learn. So all these things, this is how astrology works. And of course, astrology is based on the same, it's really the same model, Karen. I mean, you know, you've seen how I present it. It's based on the earth bubble model, which is the same thing as the nubby ball. It's really, it's actually identical, you know, and we're just explaining it slightly differently. And I love that because um, when you can come at it from different perspectives, you actually uh, can reach more people. So I'm very thankful that you that you've done that too, Karen. And I love I love your explanation. I love sitting back and watching it. It's just excellent. Oh, thank you, Dave, and thank you for adding the astrology component because um, it definitely also fits with the Nubby Ball theory. It really does, you know. And um, you know. We have a, a, a light side and a shadow side. I think you're the one that taught me. Uh, Dave did my charts for me. He's very, very good at it. I highly recommend uh, Dave as an astrologer. Anyway, he did my chart for me. And um, <clears throat> that's when I found out that uh, my opposite um, actually, you know, all the different, you know, uh, signs have negative and positive qualities. But my opposite, you know, was. Um, such that I was able to realize that during certain times and certain cycles, I'm more like the opposite sign than I am um, my sun sign. I don't know. I'm not saying it right. I'm not an astrologer. No, Dave, do you want to add a little bit more to that? It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yeah, it's, a, it's called an axis, and the axis, uh, it incorporates both points. Polar again, polarities, both polarities, both sides. And so what happens is that if your energy, uh, the way that you generally I explain is that when you come onto the planet, you're coming onto the positive axis. That's what you're, you know, more or less your choice, you know, whether it's a full choice or not, you chose to come on the positive terminal, the positive side of that. So if your energy gets um, thrown off balance, it's actually going to flip to the opposite side, which would be the negative polarity. And it's not going to feel good. You're going to feel like you're not in control um, because you're not supposed to be there. But in order for the, the physical world to work as it's been structured on, in the Earth system, you have to have duality. So and like Karen said, you know, it, for every perspective that you have, there's going to be someone with the exact opposite perspective and how you deal with it is really what matters. And again, you know, I always I always focus on the fact that we need to have a moral society. And then that comes about through discussions, you know, with people who have uh, experience in, with the spiritual world and they have a lot of life experience, just coming to the table and saying, look, you know, this is my perspective. You know, we don't have to be judging each other on the perspective, but when you're making, for instance, laws, yeah, it does matter a lot because then that's affecting the whole community of people. Mm -hmm. So we, instead, instead of having, you know, like people who are in things for the money or for their career, or for notoriety or whatever, what we have to have is, is common people who are in it for other people. And that's mm -hmm. how it's going to shift. That's the way it's going to change. Mm -hmm. Oh, I agree. Words of wisdom, Dave. Now, I just want to point out, I know we're quickly running out of time, but I just want to point out briefly that um, an, uh, 
an absolutely amazing um, illustration of that happened in South America. There was a, an educator, his name was Paulo, uh, sorry, Fraro, Paulo Freire. Sorry, guys, I don't know why I get sometimes. And um, there was a problem where many, many people and children in South America were completely illiterate. And he started a literacy program. And it was based on the concept that when you get a group of people together, they have all the skills, knowledge, talent, everything you need to um, to form a specific outcome. So what he started doing is it's called popular education, if you want to Google it. So what he started doing was getting groups and communities just to all come together and go, okay, literacy is the issue. How can we um, teach literacy to each other? And just the, the people that were there had the ideas, the skills, the talents, everything they needed. And that's how we started the literacy program. And it only took a few short years before most people became literate. So we can do the same thing. We can, in our communities that we live in, are, are even smaller than our municipal regions, we can come together and solve problems because we have different positions on a nubby ball. We're seeing things differently. And we can come together with representatives from maybe our neighborhoods to our municipal neighborhoods. And we can do the same thing there. We can have representatives that go out into the regional district and we can do it that way. And that's a grassroots movement that can bring about positive change to any neighborhood, any community, anywhere in the world. And it's already been done, proven and the whole format called popular education is there for everybody to use. And um, I incorporate a lot of popular education into the teaching that I do. So I don't know if you folks have heard about that, but it really represents what you just said, Dave. Uh, it's every group has the components to um, problem solve and overcome any issue. We all have it. Just that we're brainwashed into thinking we need to go to these external experts, which in my opinion, a lot of them are goofs. Even if they've got a large education, they don't really know what's going on. They're not working in harmony with spirit and they're not acknowledging the incredible wisdom that each one of us holds and the contributions we can make. So anyway, I've said probably enough about that. It's probably time to say goodbye. But before we go, Dave, I just want to know if you have any closing comments, anything you want to say to our wonderful, beautiful viewers. Uh, well, on that note, Karen, what you're talking about with getting people together to actually solve problems. You know, if you guys want to see a really good example of that, uh, my friend Jake Roberts on the Ghosts of Bacon YouTube channel, he actually has a show tonight. Uh, I'm not sure if this is going to, Probably, this might be posted a little bit too late, but you guys can watch on a repeat Ghosts of Bacon uh, YouTube channel. And if you want to see a community of people, uh, intelligent people who basically care about each other, uh, but we all have different perspectives and opinions, you want to see something stitched together. Watch that show because someone will do a presentation and then you have, you know, five, ten people chiming in saying, well, oh, have you thought about this as well? And it's done in a kind way. You know, and then at the end of the show, everyone is amazed that we're actually getting somewhere. <laughs> we're actually getting somewhere. I, you know, I wasn't able to figure or not wasn't able to necessarily, but I didn't have the access to certain information to figure out something that was presented to me. But when I saw it, I added my part to it. And now it's a much more full picture, you know, and it's saying that also 
giving others credit for what their contribution is. You know, I always credit people. Um, you know, I have enough humility and self-worth to say, if someone did a better job, I said, man, you know what, you take this, you could, you do, you're better at it than me. I don't yeah. feel less of myself ever. That doesn't mean I feel less. It's just saying, acknowledge, acknowledge the person, man. And you know what? People are going to acknowledge you as well for your contributions. Mm -hmm. So be mm -hmm. open and inclusive, you know, and uh, in terms of the presentation today, Karen, uh, I encourage everyone to uh, watch some of the other ones that we did on cosmology as well in your quantum guide show. And um, we may have covered it in one of the early uh, aliens and astrology episodes, I think from last season. And uh, just, you know, allow your, allow your mind to expand. And, and like Karen said, this will be my final note for today is that, uh, you know, it's not going to hurt you to take five minutes, go outside your comfort zone, guarantee yourself. Oh yeah. I'm going to come right back to, to my, my strong stance. It's the same thing with any kind of information, you know, give it a shot, just give it a second, just put your biases aside and just watch it. It's not going to hurt you. And then, you know what, you might be surprised if you're open, how you develop in terms of what you believe that, and that's called, uh, you know, that's, again, it's good science. It's uh, the hallmark of maturity and intelligence, you know, and just believe in yourself though, guys, believe in yourself and just, you're going to go at your own pace and, and we're going to get to a better place uh, as humanity. And actually, I think that's what uh, one of the big reasons me and Karen do this show is because what you mentioned, Karen, about giving your best. And I agree as well, is that, this is our best. Me and Karen are putting our best out here for everyone. It's very important for us to help humanity to progress. And we do it together. You know, me and Karen are a perfect example how we work together. We have different perspectives, but we're friends. We get along. And, and actually, you have a fuller picture when you have both of our perspectives versus just Karen's or just my perspective. So it's, yes. it's a perfect, perfect way to do it. And I thank you, Karen. appreciate it. Oh, I appreciate you too, Dave. Uh, you add a very valuable component to this show. I recommend for the viewers to go back to uh, season one from last year. I think there's only nine episodes because we got started a little bit late in the summertime. But go back and watch all of them. It's really, really juicy material. So you may have heard it somewhere before, you may have heard it differently, but this is going to be the icing on the cake. We cover some amazing topics, everything from jumping timelines to uh, what are the different dimensions, like really cool stuff. Really recommend you go back and, and watch them. And also, thanks for subscribing and for sharing and for liking our material. It really means a lot to us, helps us with the algorithm. Well, I don't know. Everybody says that. I don't know if it does or not, but I think it does because uh, they want to put out more of what people want to see. So I really appreciate you all so much. And the next Aliens and Astrology is January 22nd. We're going to have Robert Khalil on the show. Uh, you may know Robert from his podcast called Typical Skeptic. And he's going to be talking all about his research, exhaustive research that he's done on the Anunnaki. So uh, mark that on your calendar, the 22nd of um, January. It'll be in the evening before it comes out and gets posted. But um, yeah, I think you'll find that also super, super interesting. So thank you, Dave, and thank you all, all the wonderful viewers out there, and I hope you have a really good week, and take good care of yourselves. You absolutely matter, and sending much love from 
um, aliens and astrology. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you for joining Dave and I for the Aliens and Astrology Show. Become the change you want to see in the world. Subscribe to our YouTube channels, click the like button, and share this show with your friends. Check out Karen's website at karenholtonhealthcoach.com. All the links will be in the description box below. Until the next time, keep up the good work. Challenge my perception. I shift uneasily as I try to justify how I value your suggestions. Ideas full of life when I'm empty of my own. And five minutes before I was okay, now the curtain drops to the floor. Leaves me weak and begging for more. When I think I get it. Vanish away